Well, it is good to be back in Rankin Marcus again. Uh, it's been a few years since I was here. We were reminiscing yesterday with the Archibalds that I was here in 2017. A couple of them weren't even here when I was here last. and They were all a little different in size. But uh, it is good to be back here. You know, he, he mentioned that we got here right on time. I actually got here ahead of schedule. Like two hours, wasn't it? Yeah, I had sent him the wrong time to come pick me up. I had sent him 1.30. No, I fly out at 1.30. I got in at 10.30. So I was way ahead of schedule, which is odd for me. But uneventful trip and then... Yesterday evening and today spent it with the Archibalds and just, we've had a good time and made our way back through the back side of nowhere to get to here. And I love this country. I do. I just think it is so beautiful. Where I live, it's just ugly. It's flat. It's like God stepped on us or something. I don't know what happened. We have no mountains, no nothing. The highest point in our county is the landfill, which is not a tourist attraction. They just know. So I get out here and I see all this beauty and I think, wow, this is nice. And it is so beautiful, nice, sunshiny day today. I talked to my wife back home. It was gloomy and cloudy, and so I rubbed it in that I was out here where it's nice and sunny because she couldn't reach me to punch me, so I could rub it in, you know, so I was okay. But it is good to see each and every one of you here tonight. Uh, Brother Archibald has already mentioned that we want God to talk to us this week. Now, God's voice, God talking to us, his voice can have two different reactions. Sometimes when God talks to us, it is confronting. Sometimes when he talks to us, it's comforting. I love my daddy. My daddy was a kind and gentle man, but there were times his voice terrified me, scared me to death. Like when my hand was halfway down in the cookie jar and he would say, David, and I'd jump up and turn around and say, I'm not in the cookie jar. He didn't ask me if I was in the cookie jar. But his voice confronted me because I was doing wrong. We live in a world today where we don't want to be confronted for what's going on in our life. But I'm here to tell you, we need confronted from time to time. And when God talks to us and he confronts us and he convicts us, that's good. Because he's trying to correct something that is wrong in our life. Now the first example of this I want to look at is found in Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3, God had created the world. It's still brand spanking new. And uh, God has been coming down and walking with Adam and Eve in the garden. And the scripture tells us He came and walked with them in the cool of the day. Now, there's a disagreement on when the cool of the day is. I, I'm a morning person myself. I like to get up real early 
and get started real early. So I think the cool of the day was early in the morning. My wife, not so much. She is not a morning person. Don't ask her questions too early in the morning that require more than a grunt because she's not a morning person at all. She would like to get up at the crack of noon every day, you know, that, that's her idea of early. But then she's wide awake in the evening. Not me. I'm done. I'm checked out. I'm face down in my Cheerios. I'm asleep by, you know, 8 o'clock. I'm just done. So she thinks the cool of the day is the evening. Because that's when she likes it the most. I don't know when it was. But think of this. God came every day to walk with them and have fellowship with them. That would be awesome. You could ask him anything. I mean, he's right there, the, the God that created everything. And he gave them one instruction. Don't eat of one of the trees. That's it. Not seven trees, just one tree. And what did they do? They ate of the one tree. And it broke their relationship with God. And in verse 7, we see their eyes are opened and they realize they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse 8, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. God came back to walk and fellowship with them. God came back. He knew what had happened, but he still came. And there's no Adam and there's no Eve. They had hid themselves. They heard his voice and they ran and hid themselves. Why? The same reason my dad's voice made me jump. They knew they had done wrong. But God, who also knew they had done wrong, came looking for them, came calling for them, why? To try to correct their behavior. To get them back on track. The same God that spoke them into existence could have spoken them out of existence. But he didn't. He came looking for them because he wanted to have fellowship with them. He still wanted to have a relationship with them. But their sin had broken their relationship. So when they hear God's voice, they run and hide. And God says, why did you hide? What was the point of it? Now, were they running and hiding from God because he was, he was kind of a mean God? You know, I, I meet from time to time. I go places and I, I see different people. They have pets. They have a dog or a cat or, or what? Well, a cat is not really a pet. It owns you. You don't own the cat. But, but they have dogs, and, and from time to time, some of the people don't always treat their dog correctly. And when they call out to their dog, their dog cowers, the ears go back, the tail goes down, because it's afraid, because the master is abusive. Is that what's going on here? Are, are Adam and Eve afraid of God because he's been so mean to them? He's, he's mistreated them, and they've, they've just gotten used to being mistreated by God? No. You see, they had fellowship. 
The reason that they ran and hid wasn't because God was mean. It was because their heart was sinful. And God could have turned them away. He could have said, you know what? I'm done with you. I gave you a chance. You blew it. Go away. But that's not who God is. God comes and he calls to us because he wants to have a relationship with us in spite of what we've done. And his voice, while confronting, is meant to convict us, to turn us away from the bad behavior, to turn us away from the sinful behavior, and turn us back to the way that he wants us to be. He wants to have a relationship with us. And so if he talks to us this week, and his voice is convicting or confronting, that's good. Because that means he hasn't given up on you. He still wants to have a relationship with you. He's not doing it because he's mean or angry at you. He's doing it because he's trying to correct your incorrect behavior. He still wants to have a relationship with you. So he calls to you. And even though it may be confronting, it may be convicting, it's always with our good at heart. He does it. Because he doesn't want us to continue to go the direction we're going. Because if we continue down that path, destruction is at the end. He wants to turn us and keep us away from the destructive behavior. So when he talks to us this week, maybe he'll talk to you through a, a song. Or maybe he'll talk to you through a, a word or, or through the scripture or whatever. And if it convicts you, if it confronts you, be thankful for that. Because he's trying to get corrected whatever is wrong. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm glad God doesn't just give up on us. If he gave up on people, he'd have given up on me a long, long time ago. But I'm glad God never gives up. He keeps calling. And yes, sometimes it's convicting. Sometimes it makes us feel uncomfortable. But it's always with our good in mind. He's trying to correct what's wrong in our life. The second example I want to look at is, is found in, in 1 Samuel chapter 3. The story of Samuel is a fascinating story. His mother had been unable to have children and so she went to the temple to pray and ask God to give her a son. And she made God a vow that if you will give me a son, I will give him back to you. And he will serve you all of his life. And God promised her she would have a son. And God kept his promise and she gave birth to a son, Samuel. And you know what? His mother kept her into the bargain, which is fantastic. And she gives Samuel... And there he is, he's working in the tabernacle. He is working in the house of God. He is helping the, the, the priest Eli. He's, he's there working alongside of him. You would think that would be the best place for a kid to be. And it should be. But unfortunately it wasn't. Eli had sinned. His sons were wicked. It was a bad environment. But you know, the beautiful thing is it doesn't matter how bad the environment is if you have a heart to find God and talk to God and minister and be ministered to by God, God will find you. 
And here we have a little boy. We don't know what his age is exactly. I'm assuming he's about seven, eight years old. I don't know him personally, so I don't know how old he was, but that's just kind of what I've always thought was about seven or eight years old. And he's working there in the temple, and he's got a heart. He wants to do what God wants him to do. It's just he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's going on. And so one night, we begin in verse 4 of of 1 Samuel chapter 3. The Lord calls Samuel. And he called him Samuel. Now, why did he call him Samuel? You say, well, that's a silly question. That was his name. The beautiful thing is, God knew his name. God didn't come down into the temple and say, hey, 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 you, over there, you, the the, the one with the spotted hood on. No. He knew his name. He called him Samuel. And I want you to know, you may feel like you're obscure. You may feel like you're insignificant. But I want you to know, the God of the universe knows your name. And if you want to have a relationship with God, He wants to have a relationship with you, and He'll call you by name. Wow. That is an awesome thought that God knows my name. The Lord called Samuel and He answered, Here am I. And notice verse 5, He ran to Eli. And He said, Here am I. Why did he go to Eli? Well, because he's in the temple and there's him and Eli. And he hears a voice. What's the natural assumption? Eli's calling me. So he gets up and he runs to Eli. He's a a boy that has a heart to do what God wants him to do. He doesn't know about God. He assumes it's Eli. I don't get after Samuel for assuming it's Eli. If I'm in a building and there's two of us and I hear a voice, I'm assuming it's you. I'm not assuming it's God because that's the natural thing. But he also was a kid that wanted to do God's will. So he ran to Eli even in the night. He didn't lay there and say, oh, that old man. What does he want now? I'm in bed asleep. Just, oh, come on. I'll get it in the morning. No, he did his duty because he wanted to serve God with everything in him. So he gets up and he runs to Eli and he says, what do you need? And he said, I didn't call you. Eli says, I didn't call you. Go lay down again. And he went and laid down. Huh? He's got to be thinking, wow. I'm sure I heard a voice. I I thought Eli called me, but oh well. And notice what happens. Verse 6, the Lord called yet again, Samuel. And Samuel hears his voice, hears his name being called, and he jumps up and he runs into Eli. He didn't just lay there and say, "That, that guy, his cheese is slipping off his crackers. He is losing his mind. No. He wanted to do what was right. So he goes back to Eli. Now, I don't fault Samuel for not knowing. Because notice what it says in verse 7. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Samuel didn't know. 
But on trip number two, Eli should have known that if he didn't call him and he's hearing voices, there's only one other way it could be. Eli should have known. And let me tell you, that convicts me that as an older Christian, I ought to know the voice of God. I ought to know and be able to hear and understand that's God talking. And it's my duty as an older Christian to know God's voice. Samuel didn't know God's voice. But he did his duty. He got up. He ran to Eli. Same scenario. Eli's like, I didn't call you. Go lay back down. And the Lord called again the third time, verse 8. And he went to Eli and he said, here I am. For you did call me. And finally... Eli perceived that it was God talking to him. Now it's been three times God's called for him and Samuel's messed it up every time. Why? Because Samuel doesn't know. There's nothing in his heart that doesn't want to hear from God. It's his head that's messed up. And you know the beautiful thing is if your heart wants to know God, God will get your head squared away. I mean, God will get through to you eventually. God never gives up just because you don't know up here, but your heart wants to know God. And man, am I glad for that. Because there have been times my head's been so messed up. It's like concrete, you know. It's thoroughly mixed up and very hard. I'm glad God doesn't give up on us. He didn't give up on Samuel. When Samuel finally hears from Eli and says, look, if that voice calls again, you say, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. So Samuel goes back to his bed and he lays down, probably his heart is beating fast, thinking, wow, God wants to talk to me. Oh, I hope he comes back again. Oh, I'm here to tell you, you don't have to worry about God giving up on you. I am so glad God doesn't give up on us. And he came back the fourth time. And he called and said, Samuel! Samuel! And what did Samuel do? Oh, I guarantee he wasn't asleep. I guarantee he wasn't asleep. But he calls out in the darkness and he says, Speak, Lord! Your servant hears. Wow, God began a relationship with him that was special like no other. Why? Because he had a heart that wanted to hear from God. And I'm here to tell you, if you want to hear from God this week, God will find a way to get through to you. I don't worry about people who are doing everything they know to serve God and they don't quite have it all right yet. God... God will keep working with them and keep working with them till they get it right. I worry about those that just say, ah, oh, forget the whole mess. Because I'm here to tell you, if Samuel on call number two had said, you know what, forget Eli, I am not, I'm going to sleep. He would have never had that relationship with God like he had. But I'm glad God didn't give up on Samuel. He didn't say after call two, well, that young boy, He's just never going to get it right. Forget him. I'll find somebody else. No, he kept coming back and he kept coming back and he kept coming back until finally Samuel got it right. Oh, I am so glad the God that we serve doesn't give up on us like we give up on us. 
There are times we give up on us. We get frustrated because we don't always get it right. But God just is faithful and will keep talking to us and ministering to us and working with us until we get it right. Because He's a kind, loving, compassionate Savior who wants to have a relationship with you. And so this week, I want God to talk to me this week. But I've got to listen for Him. And I've got to obey Him. Because that's exactly the scenario we see with Samuel. He's doing everything he knows. He's obeying God. He's minding God. And God just keeps working with him until he finally gets him to where he wants him to be. And then he talks with him. Now, the, the information he gives him, wow. Can you imagine having that information that you have, that God just gave to you, and the next morning you've got to give it to Eli? But you know, when God gets through to us, then he can use us. But we've got to keep listening. We've got to keep obeying. So this week, we want God to talk to us. I do. That's why I flew all the way out here. Because I want God to talk to me too. That's the whole point of this exercise. So listen. Hear his voice. Do what he tells you to do. And if his voice is convicting you, that's a good thing. Get it fixed. Get it fixed because he wants to have a relationship with you. If you feel him calling you and you're not quite sure what he's trying to say, you just keep minding God. He'll finally get through to you. He'll finally get it across to you. You just keep minding God. We want God to talk to us this week. And I trust that we will do our part to hear from him. Yes, God's voice is sometimes convicting. That's good. Because he's trying to correct us. But if we don't always understand, don't give up because God's not giving up. He'll keep calling till he gets through. Praise God. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word that gives us these beautiful illustrations that help us to understand what you want to do in our life. Father, I pray that you would speak to us this week. Speak to me this week that I will hear from you and help me to be quick to obey you to the full capacity that I understand so that you will be glorified in my life and that we can have a close relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Thank you for your kind attention. You are dismissed.